Welcome to the Film of Science, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered from Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems. We'll be breaking down the storytelling, cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level, where the $5 tier will grant the ability to request films for future episodes. This is the Film of Science, where movies are more than just entertainment, they're an experience. And welcome back to another episode of the Film of Science. Thanks for tuning in. We're happy to have you here today. Thank you for sacrificing some of your precious time to be here today to listen to this brief analysis of a movie that you've never heard of. I'm joined today by my Vuv-loving friend, Lucy. Mm. Welcome. How are you? Eh, can't complain. That's good. Thanks. That's good to hear. Thanks for having me on today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Glad you could be here. <laughs> you can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for brand new episodes of The Film of Steins covering all sorts of movies, including the recent Talk to Me. Strays, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new one, of course, Troll Hunter, the old one, of course, <laughs> The Last Voyage of Demeter, all very fine films, with the exception of Strays, don't watch it. Listen to the episode, don't watch the movie. Yeah, it's a short episode, probably our shortest episode to date, actually. But yeah, man, thanks for being here today so we could discuss the sort of interesting film, Landscape with Invisible Hand. Directed by Corey Finley, of course. Directed, uh, written also by Corey Finley. Landscape with Invisible Hand. I hate the title. Title sucks. Title's weird. I don't like it. It doesn't jive with the movie. It doesn't do anything for me. I guess I like that the ending portrait that he's making, or um, the ending mural he's making, or whatever. That last shot is mm-hmm. he. It's titled Landscape with Invisible Hand, or whatever. That's fun and everything. But it's a terrible title for a movie. I I agree. I didn't understand the title. Just besides that, at the end, yeah, where I saw it. Oh, there's there's the title. Still don't know what it means. So, did we or did we not like the movie? We loved the movie. No, I think you did not like the movie. I think that... You wanted to like the movie, but you didn't. Like, there was something there that had to be said, but it wasn't said, and you didn't like that. Hmm. I think you thought this movie was boring. <gasps> oh, interesting. And that's what I think. Okay. <sighs> this movie has an identity crisis. Yes. This movie did have a lot to say, or it had a lot it wanted to say, but didn't know how to say anything. <laughs> and that's a problem we a lot we a lot of us suffer from. It's hard. You feel these feelings, right? Mm-hmm. But you have a hard time. You have a hard time becoming lucid about it. You know, that's like it's just the whole kind of nature of lucidness. That's why we call it lucid dreaming, because you're kind of putting some order to, um something very out of control and 
chaotic as a dream. That's why we call it lucid dreaming, right? This movie had a hard time becoming lucid, I think. And it it obviously suffers in a major way from it because nothing happens. It doesn't movie doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't fucking have anything to actually say. It, it's I think it's mostly making fun of classism. I think it's mostly making fun of classism, but I'm not I'm not a hundred percent certain about that. That's just the feeling I get. But what what are some of your high level of thoughts? There were no high level thoughts here. I definitely agree with you that this movie had a lot to say. I think it tried to say something about classism and love and capitalism and art and abandonment and kind of like don't fuck with me, you know. I'm I'm I I forgot that I was a badass and boundaries and just you know content creators like it it was everywhere and censorship and <laughs> and yes. gentrification it goes the list goes on and on yes it's... it was it was way too much and i was trying to figure it out the whole movie like what it was trying to say and you know i don't particularly want that when i watch a movie I don't want to be trying to figure it out the whole time. Not from a like structural standpoint. Yes. You know, yes. <laughs> not like that. But I will say that I was not bored watching this. I liked a lot of things that happened here just from a filmmaking view, I guess. You know, your plot was awful. Your story was awful. Even some of your characters performance awful who's the worst god i don't know i think definitely the mom and the dad mr marsh and you didn't then, like them <laughs> no 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 i think they were the good ones oh you think they're the good like, ones oh per- okay performance wise yeah uh, but probably our main dude and and chloe oh you think they were the worst i think they were the worst i thought chloe's brother hunter was he's there too so fucking terrible I was yes. just like what it's just don't even have this character here. Although his character does help facilitate the best performative piece that we get in the whole movie, and that's when the two parents, he's the dad's like, you know, don't disrespect for, don't yeah, whatever, don't disrespect me like that in front of my son, kind of thing. That was I feel like the most interesting performative piece we got. See, and I didn't put him that low because he made me angry. So at least he got a feeling out of me. He kind of pissed me off. So hey, you got something out of me, I guess. But other than that, there weren't any great performances here. But I, I liked our aliens here. The Vovs. I really liked how they looked. I thought they looked so fucking awesome. I th- I thought they looked like a chewed up piece of gum that you tried to <laughs> shape back into its original square or rectangle looking thing and stuck some legs on it. I love that they had their own language. I liked how shitty the props looked like the thingy that went on their head i don't know what that thing was called i like that um i like that one of them came back to be the dad to be the father and he just watched tv and kind of picked up some of our mannerisms from watching tv and try to replicate some of that i really enjoyed that and just some of that dynamic between both families here just i i really hated it but not hated it in a way that oh it shouldn't have been done just hated it that it made me mad and it made me just mad in the situation that they were 
both in and how they just handled the whole thing. So, you know, I wasn't bored. All right. I, I okay. I was I was off base. You were not bored. No. But did I like it? I don't think so. Yeah, it sounds like it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I'm I'm mostly there with you. Did I like it? Like, I mean, I like a lot. There's a lot I like about it, but I don't like it as like it it is a working piece. Yes. There's a lot of interesting, you know, threads like we've said that it kind of starts to open up and it nothing ever nothing goes anywhere. It's like a bunch of we start with a character who is going to school, befriends the new girl. They think they can start this business together, basically, and they also kind of simultaneously fall in love, but not really, and that doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And we end on our character is actually a conflicted artist who is offered a job, basically, to commoditize his art, but realizes that there's going to be a gentrification that happens with his art. Yeah. And that, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. There's a lot of A, B, C, D, E, F, Gs in here. There's not a proper kind of A, B, C here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's everything that went on in the movie didn't lead us to this point. This point could have been made without half the shit that went on in this movie. It kind of reminded me of that movie with Andrew Garfield. I think it's called Underneath Silver Lake, which is a great movie. And it ha- it shares kind of similar qualities in that what what are all these kind of pieces adding up to? But that's kind of the important part of that film where you read into things so much that they have connective meaning with each other, mm-hmm. and but they don't. They're everything's you know these all these things are happening independent of one another. There's not you know this overarching kind of conspiratorial thing happening. And that's, you know, wonders I love that movie a lot. And Andrew Garfield's great. But and we have something similar happening here, but there's not... It's just like a bunch of bits kind of stitched together yeah. that don't add anything. Because the difference with Andrew Garfield's movie is it's just Andrew Garfield experiencing this and kind of having these, like, what-the-fuck moments over and over again. You know, here we're... We almost have a, we almost have a change of main characters in the middle of the movie with his mom. Yep. It's weird. It's off and it's not it's really not good. When no, that, it's not. Yeah. His mom's good, but it just the storytelling here is borderline bad and I hate to say that because there is a lot of fun in this movie. Yes, and I hate that. I hate that too. Yeah. This movie reminded me not reminded me. It just gave me the same vibes as Smoking Causes Coughing. The Quentin Tapu movie. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you say so. That's the director. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't remember that. That's my boy. It just gave me those same vibes, although I honestly don't know which one I like better. Probably that one because of the weird short stories. Yeah, but it's it's also in there. it's the vignette style thing that's happening there and it's an overt comedy. Yes. You know, it's it's stupid as stupid gets, you know, yes. and that's But here it's it takes itself a little too serious. Is that what it is? I think so. Our main character especially is taking himself too serious. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the dad at living in his basement and stuff, if he was our main character, maybe there it would be kind of more overtly a comedy, right? Yes. Especially when he put the wig on and stuff. That I was, was just hilarious. like, this is this is this is good. Like I, 
we're just but this is at the, we're at the tail end of this movie like what the fuck like why isn't why isn't he the main character his whole his whole classism and relativism well i guess the relativism lives with our main character adam right his mm-hmm. name is and uh, which is definitely the most interesting part of the movie to me is but we never that's like the least that's like the smallest thread we go down his relativism it's, that's cuz we only get it through internal conflict with him we don't explore it in any meaningful way other than, all right, I don't like my art being gentrified. It's like, all right, what are you, what you're, this is, what are you saying? <laughs> you're taking yourself a little too serious for me to laugh at this and be like, ha ha, you know, fuck corporatism, you know? Yes. You're, but you're, it sounds like, I don't know, it's just, it's not giving me enough of anything on his side for me to, for me to say, I don't know. I'm just like, so what the fuck? It's such a kind of frustrating movie, I guess, in that way. Which is funny because that was probably my favorite part of the film when they drew those like they weren't googly eyes, but might as well been um, faces on his art. Yeah, and that it's a was great just, part. That was hilarious. That was so funny. But then you didn't. I don't know. I don't know. They, I I don't know. What it just could've... ends basically. I would have rather it had just ended right before that, where he entered into the big meteor or asteroid-looking ship-type thing where they're all fucking residing. Yeah. And that just ended right there. That would have been fine with me, where he just we just, boop, done. But instead, I almost feel like we should have gotten a hand-over-fist message when he got back with his mom, being like, you know what, yada, 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 about, you know, being a human, you know, and, you know, sacrificing my soul for the man and yes. whatever something yeah I'm like oh okay you know that's a little heavy-handed but at this point i'm okay i'm fine I'll with that welcome it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wish it would have ended a little bit after that because I, I i love seeing them do that to his picture so much i loved it but then you know we see what they did and then the the vove is like go ahead and tell everybody about why you drew this and then it and ends. then he's like, uh, and then end. I can see that. You know what that reminds me of? What? Sorry to bother you. That kind of ending. Yes, I thought that's where they were gonna go, but nope. They kept it going, and he just stumbled around trying to find words, and came home, and then did the weird shit with the invisible hand. I guess. Like okay, all right. Well, eh. <sighs> see. And I guess that's this is worth it's worth bringing up now. Mm. So the invisible hand is this economic principle. Okay, it's this implication that there is this economic kind of equilibrium between people's desires and self interests and the market, and it just helps proliferate ideas and products, and you know it helps make a decentralized market grow in some kind of positive way. Okay. Okay. And so that's that's fine. That's economics 101. That's, you know, very fundamental. Um, so walking into this movie, I thought it was going to be a little bit more about how capitalism is bad, how capitalism is oppressive. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. I thought we were going to get a little bit more of a commentary on the predatory nature of capitalism, these kinds of things. You feel me? Yes. Do you feel like we got any kind of adequate amount of cap- capitalistic commentary at all? I think we did, but maybe not in a great way. I guess 
just them being down there, the poor people, you know, while the, all the rich people went up in, it was in space. It was in... Because above? Yeah, <laughs> just the above. <laughs> and um, and we got just, I guess, a tiny glimpse of it with the uh, neurosurgeon that was driving them. I feel like an important part that's missing here is the actual industry because... Yes, he got offered $2 million or something to paint these paintings, right, so they could alter them. And yes, this neurosurgeon's making, what, 10 times the monies he was making as a neurosurgeon, something mm-hmm. like that. By what means? These things, there has to be industry for money to be sustainable. And they it seems like they print everything, and so that's going to inherently kind of depreciate any kind of money system. So what's the problem? Why don't yeah. the people just continue living their life and find a new elite 1% of people. You know, it's I feel like the people left behind are going to nothing's going to change. <laughs> if the 1% is just gone overnight and is sent to the above floating island, nothing is going to change. Then there's just going to be a new 1%, new elite, new creative kind of movement kind of taking over. I don't, I don't, uh, unless the earth is dying, I didn't get that. I did, we did get a little bit about, oh, humans, you know, they were this organ, this organism that would manipulate their, their planet and where they live into things they want and need. But we didn't, I don't think we got that the earth is dying. So aliens are here to save us. So why don't, I don't understand why humans don't just continue like any other day. They're not being oppressed, obviously. They can just reinvent the concept of money because obviously if everyone's rich up up there, right, and everything's printed, you know, there really is no concept of money. If everyone's a billionaire, you know, it's like all of a sudden no one's actually a billionaire kind of thing. Yeah, that that was weird. It's like half the world is missing that we need. We need that half to understand the big picture here, what you're trying to say. But I don't know because... You know, we have that whole scene where the teacher kills himself. Which, in Which, retrospect, is doesn't seem very fitting for this movie. No. And that's how the movie basically starts yeah. out. So, Which is cool. Yes. I, I did like that. Yes. And I didn't know we were in for that kind of movie, but then we weren't in that kind of movie. And I was yeah. like, what is going on? That was our first left turn. Yes. And then we made a right turn. And then a left and right and left. It's just like, where are we going? So they're kind of being oppressed because now they're not even letting teachers or human teachers educate kids i guess but they just open up your other school one of his drawings was called uh occupy something occupy yeah i'm implying that this is an oppressive yes but that that's it that's all we got yeah we didn't get anything else like you said why didn't you just move to the next town and and then I didn't understand that how the girl's family didn't have. So are there no jobs? I, I don't know. I, I, I agree. We're missing something there. And that's funny with the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you because it's not there. They, they don't give us quite <laughs> enough, I feel like. And then that weird thing with the dad. And it would have been okay if it was just a little bit more overtly funny or trying to be. Our main, our main character takes himself way too fucking serious. Yeah, because I loved when the dad saw that love thing on top of his wife sleeping there like your cat sleeps on top of you. 
I I thought that was hilarious. So just go, yeah, go that way. Go the funny route. You're already halfway there. I've already halfway laughed through this whole film. I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It was it, just weird. It was just like a soup of concepts, right? There's no body to it or something. I don't. It was I like a leftover casserole. <laughs> <laughs> it all just molded together. Yes. It's like there's no fucking like there's no beginning and ends of anything. It just all just blends together, and you're just like, what is going on? Yeah, one of my one of my favorite parts of the movie. I probably had three favorite parts, maybe four, like parts that I really liked. You know, that, the end. Mm-hmm. That would have been a great ending, actually. Now that, that you say that, where just we get a close up and he's just like, uh, uh, end. Yes. That would have been great. That would have been great. And then I, I like the mom and dad altercation that happens when he's there on the computer. Oh, that was. That's a great. That's the. I think as performance wise, I do think that's very easily the best of the whole movie. But I also liked when Chloe and Adam were trying to sell these knickknacks that mm-hmm. they scavenged and stuff. And then someone's, you know, looking at them and then he's, they're like, you know, you don't, if you don't got any money, you know, get out of the way for our other customers. And they're like, he's like, what are their customers? What are their customers? <laughs> it's like, okay, there's a little something about the market, right? I just, but I'm just, I'm just like, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on here though. Is there a, is there a meta commentary here trying to say that, that these aliens above are, China, China coming to the United States and kind of displacing, you know, the the housing market and the electronics market. Not deep enough, is it? The movie. No, no way. Because you know the alien thing can help him can imply you know non United States, non wherever the film's made, you know, kind of thing. So, but yeah, not not quite right. No. <laughs> I mean, it is a movie I do want to like a little bit more because it taps into some things, but it's just so almost skit wise pieced together and uh it's having a hard time kind of weeding or uh weeding through it yeah yeah it's funny that you said that um in the beginning of the episode you said that he felt something and he was trying to say it which is funny because that's what our main character did here with his mural that he didn't really have anything to say he was just painting his feelings so maybe that's what our director did here which I guess it's based off a book, so maybe he read the book, felt some sort of way, but didn't know how to, and boom. It's really meta on like a really personal level. Which that you can't do that with film, dude. Sorry, but you can't, unless it's your own personal movie for yourself. Then all right, like uh, M Night's uh, Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. It's like all right, you confused the shit out of me, but okay, cool. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a really good point. And it it does even further damage the movie, I think, because of how serious our main character is. So our director, that would maybe imply that our director here is being a little more serious than he might even let on. Even maybe the funny is actually a cynical, but it's true kind of thing. It's just like, oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's just not enough here for us to... He's reminding me of... I'm 14 and I'm deep subreddit where it's for 14 year olds who mm-hmm. post, you know, memes and aphorisms that are, you know, deep, whatever the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of what I'm getting from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, he should have stuck with one of the many threads, and he probably could have had a really interesting movie happening here. I would have really liked the thread of these aliens are really connect, are really interested in the humanities, and especially love and uh, the human dynamic, the human relationship with one another. That would have been a really cool thread to just have throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I thought this was good after like their little um, content thing failed. Adam and Chloe's little content thing about love failed. I thought the when the mom went down there and she was you know telling him about not there's no stronger love than a mother's love. I thought her and the son were gonna start a content thing. I did too. And that's how they were gonna I pay off too. the debt, but they didn't go there. I was like, oh. All right. No, instead, <laughs> they give you one of their own to come live with you. And you get married. And you get married, and you know, it's fine and all, but it's just like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, it's there may be something, there's, there's something deeply interesting in you saying something about Adam kind of echoing what the director here is doing. I think, I think there is a almost cry for. <laughs> There's just too much going on in the world to to put it into any singular medium or project or you know piece of art for it to really have any kind of coherency. So there's like almost this cry for help on like an existential species level that we're just <laughs> we're just too much. You know we need <laughs> we I guess I don't. It's a little melodramatic dude but that's fine i guess and it's also funny that he wrote and directed this film because most of the time when they write it and direct it we have something very cohesive and that wasn't that wasn't the case here but it sounds like that might be part of the point i don't know what that ultimate point is now you've done it Corey Finley. You've opened up the Pandora's box in this movie now that you've you've just you've legitimized it. <laughs> it's I mean to be honest, it's a pretty cute movie to just watch and to have fun with and just be like, you know, the to see the vubs, they're weird and they move weird and It's like an icebreaker movie. You know, maybe you're chilling with somebody. It's a good, movie, yeah, wanna... yeah. It's a good movie to whip out like that. Not too weird, yeah. but it's just weird enough. Be like, you know, for that friend to be like, you know, that was that was interesting. What else you got? And yeah, like, oh, yeah, I got yeah. way more better. I got way better movies than this one. Come on, but I was just testing you. Yeah, you pass. Now I can pull out the bows afraid and shit. <laughs> and House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> Where did you find this film? That's a good question. I believe I saw a trailer, like thumbnail, on uh, one of the YouTube channels that you know I, I subscribed for. Mm-hmm. Th- it's a trailer channel, like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. I'm not sure if it's them or not. And you know, you know, you're taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you're on your phone. <laughs> okay. And I have a tendency to like watch movies without sound. You know how they they, they play automatically when you scroll past them on yes. YouTube. And I'll I'll like start a tra- I'll start a, you know a trailer, watch the first fifteen seconds, and if it looks mildly interesting, I will add it to my letterbox and you know store it away. All right. And I guess a few months weeks ago, I saw this one, and 
you know, it got added away and then it's it popped up again in my life and I was like, all right, time to watch this. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, upon, you know, after some research, not many people have seen this film. It's did terrible in the in the box office. I couldn't find anything on this film. There's no budget talk that I've oh. seen. So, uh, what's your budget? Yes. <laughs> well, now I feel like I was very, very, very generous. What do you think? Five million. I don't think five million is probably all that far off. To okay. be honest, I just thought there was a lot of. Uh... There were a lot of very simple sets happening here. CG. And the CG was pretty low-key as well. Um, so it's it's not it's hard to say. I'll I'll you know update you when that ever if that ever pops up. But all right. I uh, if I had to guess, I mean I'd probably be right there with you. Five million sounds about right. I don't know, man. There was nothing here, absolutely nothing. So I, I not in the not nothing in the movie. There was there was nothing in the movie, but out there in the world, I couldn't find much on this movie. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know either. It's kind of it reminds me of one of these. Got a better way of putting it. Someone who just fucking continues out their ass to play devil's advocate. And you're just like, what do you fucking believe in? That kind of thing. That's maybe a better way to put it. Yes. But someone who plays devil's advocate a little bit too much. And you're just like, what do you, what's going on in your head? What do you, how do you feel? Why do you just want to be so provocative? It's what it feels like. Yeah. Do you have anything else left to say for me? Nope. I've said it all. Yeah, man. Well, with all that said... What do you think of the movie poster? It's kind of cute. I like that the Vov is there. He's our he's our centerpiece. So that's already like weird as fuck. And he's in a desk chair. But it's not a modern desk chair. It's it looks old. So I I like that. And I don't know how I feel about the clouds. And it says they come for our love. Yeah. Okay. I, I just again, I wish that's the angle they just <laughs> ran with. Yeah, that would have been fun. We could have continued with the Adam Chloe thing, or we could started with the Adam Chloe thing a little bit. You know, that would have ended in some other way, probably. But we could have still landed with the little Vov living with Adam. That would have been, and we could just played that up a little bit more. All right. And then we could have just played off of this reality TV thing that we're all very much obsessed with. Didn't you say that, like, oh, what if it falls in love with the mom? You or if that. they fall in love with it? Or, yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah. That, yeah, that would have even been, yeah. That would be cool. Better. Yeah. And you still could have maybe had this commentary on falling in love with your oppressor type thing. <laughs> you know, that could have played a role, you know, instead of having this the corporatism and the capitalism and it's just the commentary that's just requires its own movie for you know or of its own book on you know it's this I, this was not the place i guess for it it's just a little unfortunate because i think it had some potential just like so many other movies yeah i definitely think i had potential especially to take it more comedic because there were definitely some parts where you had me cracking up missed opportunity yeah it's unfortunate yeah, well, hate to see it fail so miserably, but it looks like it made. It looks like it has gone on to make two hundred and three thousand dollars. 
Ooh. And this movie, I can guarantee you, costs more than that to make. Dang. So this, yeah, this movie's not not doing good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you were saying, I don't, I don't know how I really even found out about it. I have to go back to that video, try to find that trailer, or a trailer, and see how many views that it's got. Just yeah. To see. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. It's just funny that when when you put this movie on, you said we were watching the happy. The happy one. That's right. I gave you the chance. I gave you the choice between the happy one and the, I think like the social commentary one. Yeah, the one I had to really pay attention. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and then the teacher gets shot, and it's like, all right. I thought this was gonna go down the happier route. Not happy right now. <laughs> and I guess it could have been if it went through the love route and these aliens trying to yeah. trying to get a grasp on the humanities thing, and you know, and they. Yeah, that could have been cute. It, I mean, it's cute, sort of, anyways, but it could have been actually good, I think, and cute in that way. But, yeah, it's just unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Just so you know, Corey Finley is the guy who directed Thoroughbreds, the horse girls where they kill their... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I barely remember that movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but. I think I like this better. But I'm not sure. I I don't even know. I don't remember. But yeah, man, thank you for watching this film with me. Thank you. Thank you for discussing this film with me today. You're welcome. And and thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Filmsteins and joining us here today. We've had a good time discussing this niche film. Is this niche? This is definitely niche. Okay. You can join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes covering movies just like this one or much better ones but you know we're different ones blockbusters indies you know the intro thank you until next time take care bye 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 and that's a wrap for today's episode of the film of steins thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey we hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives on the world of movies don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform especially patreon and follow us on social media for more film related content we love hearing from our listeners so if you have any feedback suggestions movie recommendations or book recommendations please feel free to reach out to us until next time keep watching and keep loving the magic of movies this is the film of steins signing off <laughs>